Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash Trending Topics with Beebe. You can hear my show on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows. Plus, discover from 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows. Create custom playlists. Over 20,000 shows to discover. As I said, rate and review my show on Stitcher. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. And also, available on over 4 million car dashboards. It's on demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, and no wasted memory. <laughs> hey everyone, I am Mike Jolitz from the Mike Jolitz Show. Available on Spreaker.com and iTunes soon, I hope. I do a show where I mention some news items, celebrity stuff, stupid criminals, and just silly things I read on the interweb. Proud member of the Potter family. Hello and welcome to another rousing up edition of Trending Topics with BB. Yes, we are back this week. This is the first of two episodes this week to be released, so stay tuned to all our channels. That's SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to this, on whatever device it is, we thank you. Um, Before I introduce uh, this guest of this episode... I Like I just mentioned about places you can do it, I would really appreciate it if you are a fan of this podcast, so please check out the iTunes page and the Stitcher page. On iTunes, I'm going to need you to rate it. Uh, I would prefer favorable ratings with a favorable uh, review, and the same on Stitcher. But I'm really enjoying doing these podcasts, meeting these people. Uh, there's, I'm getting a lineup of guests to chat with. And you will find out on the next episode probably how excited I am about certain guests. But until then, please, uh, if you can, uh, while you're listening to this intro, just log into the iTunes page, give me a little rating, a little comment. I would love you dearly. Uh, That helps this podcast be found on iTunes. And the same as well for the Stitcher Radio conglomerate. Alrighty, well, this week on Trending Topics with BB, I had the privilege of a a little chat with someone I grew up with in my hometown. We have known each other since preschool, um, but we haven't spoken in pretty much 10 years about something in our lives, other than the occasional how you doing on social media. Uh, Without further ado, that is Amy Lugovics. Uh, She's a great author. She has put out some wonderful uh, books, and uh, she's going to explain her little journey to becoming a published author. It's fantastic. I really hope that once you have gotten to know her a little bit on this episode, that you will take the time to pick up a copy wherever you would like to read or listen to a copy but uh, without further ado, and I'm ruining the rest of this podcast, I want to introduce our conversation.
right. Well, Amy, it's been how many years since we since high school, right? Uh, yeah. Which is now like a decade ago. I know. Somehow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, welcome you to my podcast. And um, yeah, now that we're you know adulting and uh, have projects. I figured uh, we should chat a little bit about it because I'm excited for all of your success. Yes. So, yes. Um, so let's talk about the book that before we get to the book that you're about to release. Let's talk about the book that you've already released because I know it's available on multiple platforms. I think you have it on Audible now, and like, yes. I want I want those who aren't aware of you as an author um, to kind of a little bit more about you. So. Kind of explain okay. to those people out there that might be listening that are interested in signing a new read. All righty. Well, my book, my first book that was published last year is called Daughters Unto Devils. It's a young adult horror novel that takes place in the prairie in an undetermined exact time and location, but it is like in the vein of Little House on the Prairie. Um, it's kind of like if Little House on the Prairie met with demons. <laughs> I don't know. I pitched it to my agent originally as Little House meets The Exorcist, and she was like, oh, yes, please write that. And it was actually my first horror novel. I've been writing contemporary before that, but it was just such a blast to write, and I had so much fun with it that I pretty much knew I wanted to write horror as long as I can. And it follows a 16-year-old girl uh, named Amanda Verner who experienced some severe cabin fever last winter and in order to distract herself she began seeing a post boy from the other side of the mountain and became pregnant with his child uh her family is very religious uh she hides it from them at the same time she finds out they're going to be moving from the mountains to the prairie and once they get there things just start kind of going crazy and she's not sure if she's just losing her mind or if there's something really evil on the prairie. Awesome. I, I'm I'm intrigued. I mean I that makes little house on the prairie a little bit more exciting. Right. Um, <laughs> um but you you mentioned contemporary, so what what made you yeah. switch I mean obviously there's all kinds of we all like different genres, but right. uh what made you change as an author? I started out, it's funny because, like, I loved reading all growing up. I was obsessed with reading. I never really thought to myself, when I grow up, I want to write books because I didn't think that was really possible. I didn't really entertain the idea seriously until I was, like, 19. And my first inspiration for a book was a contemporary idea. It was dark contemporary, but still... I knew even then I wanted to write horror eventually, but the idea of starting there was so overwhelming because I didn't even know how to just juggle characters, like, in a real world yet, let alone a world tinged with, like, otherworldly horrors. So I ended up writing three books that were contemporary. Um, None of them sold. Uh... By that time, I was kind of just like, all right, if it's going to take this long to get published, because, like, publishing as an industry works so slowly in that sense. It takes years and years before you see any sort of payoff, um, or at least it did for me. So I thought, like, if if it's going to take this long anyway, I might as well write one and just have 
as much fun as I possibly can. And at that point, I was I felt confident enough to try a horror, and my agent agreed with me. Um, she really encouraged it, and sure enough, like I said, as soon as I wrote Daughters Unto Devils, I was, like, hooked. Like, it was so fun and really just sort of, you got to have fun with the character side of it, the contemporary angles, like uh, the character arcs and the more realistic problems. And then you can have the extra fun with any sort of demon or scary parts. That was just like the cherry on top for me. And I don't think, I mean, I would write contemporary again, but I think like at this point I'm so into horror, I can't really imagine writing anything else at least for a little while, if not a very long time. Awesome. And so, as you mentioned, publishing is a, is a small, like, it takes forever, apparently. So, I, I know you're passionate about it. So, what has kept you motivated other than just, you know, knowing that you're writing good content? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, it gets really hard for sure because, like I said, for years and years, you're writing and putting your heart out onto the page and trying as hard as you can. But it's a hard truth to face that you're still not good enough, even if you're really feeling it and you're having so much fun. You learn uh, as you edit, you start to learn there's no such thing as, like, a perfect first draft or even, like, a really good first draft. I feel like all first drafts are awful, and I feel like getting through it, it was more so anytime I was feeling like this is so much work or anything negative, like rejections, there's a lot of those. They pile up. Um, It's hard not to let them hurt your feelings. I kind of just would, like, visualize how I would feel if slash when the dream finally came true on any sense. Like, and it started out as I just want to be able to get a real agent, you know, and that was, like, a big months-long ordeal. I think it took me nine months to find an agent. And then once you find the agent, I can't wait until I can revise the book. And then you learn to revise, and it's I can't wait to hopefully get published for real. And that takes more years. But as hard as it gets and, like, um, the intensity of the pressure and stress, that is how good the good things are on the other side. Like, they're so – it's so great to finally get a call from an agent that says, you know, I love your work and totally get what you're going for. And that's – it's almost just like feeling a little validated about it. Those are the things that really help encourage you to keep trying. Awesome. And even though things are changing with technology, like I mentioned, Audible and other mm-hmm. avenues, do you, like in this type of media, do you think, even though it, it still has that like old school feel, like it takes forever, do you think that it's going to stick the way it is because everything's moving, you know, online and mm-hmm. so fast with technology, but you also don't want to lose the nuance that is just sitting down and reading a book. So yes, this is like an age-old debate, I feel like, within the publishing industry, even with just e-readers. Um, there are lots of people who are very just one side or the other, like, I only use an e-reader or I only order hardcovers, you know. And I totally agree that there is something, like, magical to the old feeling of sitting down with a book, it's in your hands, all that. I really feel like in most instances like this, with increasing technology, 
uh, I am all for technology and I love, you know, embracing the future. So I would love, I always am kind of just in the balance with both. I never want to go too hard in one direction or the other. And at the same time, I'm very open to like new reading experiences. Um, I just listened to the Audible version for the first time a couple weeks ago, I guess. And it was just such a weird feeling to be sitting there listening to someone read it. Um, I'm so glad it's made available for um, just, like, readers that don't maybe have room or space for books or if they're, like, legally blind or blind, they want, they just collect audiobooks. Um, it's, you know, the more ways to get it out there, I'm all for that. Awesome. Okay. Because, like, you know, I hear that debate, you know, and everybody, like, you know, you see it everywhere daily, and you know how different media outlets are changing because of technology. So I was just curious, within the publishing industry, where, you know, you think it's going to go? you think it's going to stay like it is? Or, I mean, obviously people are still writing good content. Yeah, I would say... Even in just a short amount of time querying for agents, the process has changed quite drastically. You used to have to go by snail mail, and you would send self-addressed stamped envelopes with every query so they could reply free of charge to them. And now it's just like you can do it by email really quickly. Uh, the process can is sped up a bit. <laughs> But at the same time, the contracts are set by years and books. So that part, I think, will probably stay the same. But, I mean, how people are marketing, uh, especially, has really evolved because of the different technologies. People are finding new, fun ways to do pre-order campaigns or just little digital extras. People make trailers for their book, you know, little, like, YouTube book trailers. And I think that's pretty cool, you know. Uh, anyway, you could uh, sort of advertise creatively and in the most widespread way. Interesting. So, in terms of different genres, it I don't know, to me, maybe it's just my personal um, observation, but I have felt that, like, you're seeing more people put out, like, memoirs and try to stick to the nonfiction side of writing. Um, Maybe that's just my observation. Mm -hmm. Do you think the ability to be creative, it has changed over the years, or do you just think there's more, not, I wouldn't say press, but more. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's just, as things change and evolve so does our creativity um there's so many different ways already so many different platforms you could go i don't know much about the publishing side with nonfiction. i don't have much experience in that but um there are definitely like trends with genres that go up and down uh just depending on the time and current culture and all that right this <laughs> out <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's 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 like um all the all the different stages of these things, all the different processes 
different people do different things to put the book together, you know. Um, all of that is a degree of the art itself, even if uh, one person's job is just this business side. Like, there is also art to the business side, you know. Um, it's not as easy for someone who who does more of, like, who wants to focus on the creative side of the art. Uh, oh, I'm talking in circles here, but essentially what I'm trying to say is it's interesting to see how many people can come together for projects, where they want to put them, how they want to market them, and what they think the audience would like to see. I know that's usually what people try to go for. Right. So we can kind of talk. So you, you, you've announced you're writing another horror yeah. novel, right? Mm-hmm. And do you have a title for that yet? or? Yeah, the next book that comes out September 27th is called The Women in the Walls. Um, I just was released the cover for it. I'm super excited about it. Uh, I'm just now at the point where I'm completely finished working on it. It's ready to go, and I'm very relieved and happy for that. This will be the end of my two-book contract when this book comes out. So I'm currently working on a proposal for the next hopeful book. Yeah, so we're hoping to get a sale from that. I would love for it to come out a year after Women in the Walls, but we'll have to see what happens on submission to publishing houses. I know All my right. publishing and house is going to look at it first. But. Awesome. And so you mentioned these contracts. So I'm like, for those like myself that are not unfamiliar, so when you, in the contract, like you said, you're going to apply and build up a proposal so you can, you know, get another novel release. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you shop around again for different publishing well, no, houses? what will happen for me, since I um, have a contract with Harlequin, and now that contract is coming to an end, part of that contract was they will get the first look at the next book. So they will see the proposal first. They can decide to sign me on again, or they can decide to pass. And in the event that they pass, then I could, yes, um, shop it out to all the publishers again and go that route. Okay. And then, so it just depends on, you know, that process and how that goes. Yeah. Before you can... They'll have have an admissions meeting where they'll talk with salespeople and marketing people and an editor... They'll all talk about it together, discuss the project. If it's something they are into and they want to support, then they will sign me on again, which is what I'm very hopeful happens. But with publishing, you never know, so we'll see. Right. And so I guess maybe kind of stem away from uh, what you're doing in publishing a little bit. Let's kind of talk about, like you said, uh, we haven't really chatted in 10 years. Yeah. So, uh, I, obviously, there's been other stuff in your life. So, kind of, what, what's been, I'm curious as to, like, what's been going on with you as well. Okay, so, when I first graduated, my plan was to become a dental assistant. When I first graduated high school, which was, for us, 2006, um, went to dental assisting school 
uh, loved all the work and the diagrams and the learning part of it. I loved. I got all A's. But when it came to, like, doing it hands-on, I hated it, and it was too much pressure. And I didn't want anyone to choke on a tooth while I was working on them. So then I went and uh, moved over to, like, front medical office, which is, like, receptionist, filing, booking appointments, stuff like that. And I did that full-time for some years. And after that, I actually thought I would be doing it for as long as I wanted or could. But I was laid off and got super confused. And in the meantime, I had gotten married. I got married uh, the same year I graduated, actually. So this year will be our 10-year anniversary. Um, Quit the dental assisting, was doing the front office assisting, got laid off, and was sort of in a place where I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And it was kind of awful because... I didn't go to college. I didn't have anything that I wanted to do badly enough that made me feel like college would be worth it as far as the financial, just all all the aspects of it, the stress. There wasn't anything I wanted to do bad enough that required a degree. So I sort of just was like soul searching for a bit. And I kind of remembered out of the blue how much I loved to read as a kid. And I thought, like, I should go to the library. That sounds so fun. And I went and, like, rented a huge stack of books and loved reading them. And I got to the last book in the pile and was reading it. And I thought I knew for sure how it was going to end. And I wanted it to end that way because I thought it was, like, a clever ending. And I eagerly awaited the ending and then it was totally different than what I thought would happen, and I was kind of sad about it, but it was honestly like a light switch going off in my head. I thought, like, I could write a story that ends that way, the ending I had thought of. And the next day, I sat at my kitchen table from honestly like 8 a.m. till my husband came home from work at 5.15. I had been outlining all day, uh, fleshing out ideas for my story, And then once the outline was done, I got freaked out and tried to start writing the first chapter a few times. Couldn't really come up with anything, but eventually, little by little, I sort of forced it out of myself. And it was like a thing I announced to my husband. I was like, I think I want to be an author. I know that's so weird and random because he didn't even know I liked to write or read as much, you know. He knew I loved to read, but he had never heard me talk about writing I hadn't talked about that or done it for fun since I was much younger, like in high school and middle school and elementary school. So basically, he he supported my decision so much, and without him, there's no way I could have done it as quickly as I could, which it doesn't seem quick since it was like six years or something before I finally broke in. But it would have taken longer, I swear. He worked super long hours. Uh, to support us and our family. We started having kids. We have two kids now. Um, And just even though it was so tough and we were so low on money, uh, he never complained about it. And he would never, he never wanted me to, I was like, I should get another job to help out. And he's like, no, no, focus on your writing. You know, it's so good. You need to do that. And I'm so glad that I did and that he was like that. So. 
uh, it's not a get-rich-quick career whatsoever. In fact, for most people, you never get rich at all off of it. If you go to the library, there are many, 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 many books, and, I mean, you've only heard of some of them, you know. Um, most of us are really just trying to chug along and make enough, which I'm making money now, and I wasn't for so many years, and it feels great, but it was quite difficult. I'm. It's been quite the journey, honestly, but I'm so glad that everything happened how it did. I wouldn't change anything about it. My, I feel like my biggest career dream, which may never come true, but I'll die trying, is to make enough to, like, support for my husband to stay home full-time. Well, I mean, it's still possible. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping. Uh, well, I was just going to say, it's a, a good goal to have, and, and obviously, you're now kind of, you know, getting used to the, the business side of things, so you're kind of... Now it's yeah. kind of focusing on creating stuff that will be bought and people will believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I mean, we all have had our journey. My journey's been crazy since high school. But, I mean, I think, I don't know, it's funny how things that we heard when we were young make sense now is that it's all of this living and all of the, like, hardship that kind of makes what happened now, and you can kind of appreciate the fact that it happened the way it did. Otherwise, you wouldn't, I mean. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, when I got out, I was like, yeah, I was going to do this, this, and this, and obviously it didn't go that way, but it's kind of a good thing it didn't go that way, so. Yeah, I mean, it is our journey. It's, it's like they say, life is what happens while you're making plans. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so this is all very exciting. So, like, I obviously because I'm running around like crazy, I'm more of a audible type of person. But I I do read at night, um, so I will definitely be checking out all all your stuff and wow. following it. Um, so. Before I let you go, I know we're we're busy on this Sunday. Everybody wants to get out first day of spring, so. I, I, before I let you go, I, where can we find you on social media and where can we find ways to purchase your books? Yes. Um, my books are sold wherever books are sold. You could um, check IndieBound or Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, I have a website. That's amylukovics.com. I'm on for um, author stuff, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Uh, all of that information is on my website, along with information about my books once I update. <laughs> um, I'll be uh, very excited for this new book to come out and excited to see where it goes and all that. Awesome. So, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to chat with you. And I, I again, appreciate you for uh, joining me on the podcast. And hopefully... Uh, the listeners out there that are into books or that should be, uh, will will pick up a copy and uh, follow the rest of your career. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. No problem. Well, I look forward to talking to you soon, okay? All righty. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye, Brooke.